Hello and welcome to Shaken Not Noob, the podcast that will never be accused of rushing itself to market early because zero planning is done that's not conducted live on the show. I am your host, Fuzzy Checks Notes, Dan. Uh, and joining me today is a man who I think has appeared on this show at least one other time. It's Mr. Duty Dutram. Welcome, sir. Hello, how are you? I'm, I am very well. I'm very happy in a jovial spirit, despite all of the, the weird and wonderful week that we've experienced. I think we've experienced two separate weeks. <laughs> two, completely, <laughs> two completely varying weeks. I I think so, too. I think it's been a very interesting week for gamers of all uh, genres, and I'm very much looking forward to, to getting into things. Um, I will just do a pre-warning for everybody. This is going to be cyberpunk heavy this week all of the news pretty much is cyberpunk uh the review is cyberpunk it's going to be big 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 uh uh, so if you haven't played it already don't worry we're going to cover all all of the week that has been um i am going to kick things off first with the news though duty that um the big news that we found out earlier this week uh ea games has spent 1.2 billion dollars to acquire codemasters insert sad trombone noise here yeah, I'm, I'm. 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 I don't know how to to take that. Now, it's not. I don't necessarily see it as a completely bad thing because they're the publishers. So, Codemasters is still the yeah. developers, uh, and Codemasters have the rights to do Formula One games, which is the only thing I care about. Um, yes. So, I think for EA, it'll be the only thing. It's like, all right, let's find some way to put some microtransactions in there. And Codemasters already yep. have some microtransactions in their game already. Um, but I think it'll just yeah. Be but I think we're gonna see. We're going to see a whole new level of that, though. We'll we'll see some sort of ultimate teams, you know, versions coming through, and yeah, you know, there'll be yeah you know, the gambling like transactions. Buy this pack, and you could get all these skins or these races or you know unlock tracks, all the rest of it. I think they're they're really going to monetize the absolute fuck out of it um, because they. They can, because that's what they do. So, yes, you, you talked about Formula One, obviously, Dirt, the the Dirt series as well, yep. uh, done by Codemasters. Um, there's there's a bunch of stuff that Codemasters does. They do also um, a bunch of obscure games. Um, so they do uh, the cricket games as well. Um, they've done, uh, what's some of the old stuff? That, but basically, sports and racing are their, their two big genres that they've looked into. So, yeah, I mean... Sad day, very much for uh, lovers of sports games because EA is going to control them all. But having said that, though, they do a fantastic job, or they did a fantastic job this year with UFC 4. Um, you <laughs> Well, they did right before the review period. And remember, after that review period shut down, they did all of the uh, advertising. Yeah, they did the advertising after. Yeah, that was, <laughs> that, that was weird in their regards. But the game itself was good and fun. Uh, you did enjoy sure. FIFA, uh, Madden, not so much. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, so it's Codemasters doing it. It's not like they're just taking the rights of Formula One from Codemasters and they're going to give it to the guys who do FIFA or something like that. No, look. I t- don't get me wrong. I think they do a fantastic job in some of the core gameplay that they put out there. I think problem the problem that they have with EA games, or the problem that I have anyway with EA games, is that they tend to package it poorly. So um, I had a massive issue this year with Madden, um, how they packaged that game, because mm. the in-game play, fucking phenomenal. Everything else outside of that, though, is absolute shite. Um, FIFA I've enjoyed as well, including the upgrade to the PS5 version has been fantastic. Um, but the packaging that they put on that and the emphasis they put on things like their, um, you know, their ultimate teams um, and also their um, futsal games, like just, it's shit. They, they just 
have these these swings and misses and don't do enough to the core game that um that they probably need to. So yeah, yeah, I'm I'm hoping that they don't damage the the good work that's done in the last couple of years. Like the the F1 game has been phenomenal. So hopefully they don't damage that. Is my is my biggest concern at this stage. It's the the one uh, Codemasters property that I'd really like them not to fuck with. Yeah, I was talking to uh, to Ian about it this week um, because he knows how much I love Formula One and how much we tried to get him into it and um he was saying look it could also be something good that they do as well because of course with the fifa games they do the simulation soccer but then they do the the fun version of it with the neon lights and stuff like that as a separate game mode uh and Mm. he toyed with the idea of like well what if they had a you know the serious simulation mode that you know you get every year but then they just do a fun mode that's tacked on in there that's like fucking mario kart and you throw in like fucking spanners at people and shit like that and i'm like if it's a side mode i wouldn't mind it if it's a main core mode i'd fucking hate it yeah well and yeah who knows i mean it's it's it remains to be seen what they're going to do i'd prefer not to stuff that around i think anyone who enjoys sim racing as i've started to you know get into this year mm. i mean i don't think people want them to to put in the the arcadey versions of it um yeah just leave it alone <laughs> please please leave it alone uh, but yeah, so that's the big one for this week, uh, talking about uh, EA purchasing Codemasters. Uh, let's move on to all of the cyberpunk news, because there is a lot of it. Yes. Uh, first cab off the rank. I'm going to start with the happy stuff first. Um, the uh, Death Stranding crossover with Cyberpunk 2077. Have you seen any of this? Uh, I saw it pop up on Twitter this morning, and I just went, I get fucked. <laughs> so, uh, for anyone who has the uh, Death Stranding game on PC, um, you'll know as well that uh, Hideo Kojima showed up in Cyberpunk 2077 very briefly, um, and there's also the uh, the baby in the bottle, BB. Um, it shows up as uh, just a, like a little, you know, fun little Easter egg really? within Cyberpunk. Yeah, shows up. Uh, there's there's a bunch of like Easter eggs they put in there, and uh, Hideo Kojima shows up twice in there. Um, but yes, so they've uh, basically what they've done is is kind of like a, an homage to uh, to Cyberpunk. Uh, they've added a bunch of uh, of stuff into Death Stranding. Uh, so now you can uh, basically upgrade your Sam with uh, Johnny Silverhand's Silverhand, a cyberbike, and um, some cool like cyberware lines on Sam's face. So it's a free update. Apparently, it comes with a bunch of different missions as well, but it is only at this stage, I believe, for the PC version, um, which is a bit disappointing. So, uh, yes, if, if you've got the PC version, check it out. Um, apparently, it's free and available now. Mm, there you go. Fair I like nice. these ones, like little like homages to yeah, each other's games. I think it's kind of cute. Yeah, you can get the Quadra, the Cyberpunk car, the Hero car that was in all the promotional photos and stuff like that. You can get that in Forza Horizon Four now. Okay, cool. Mm. Yeah, that's 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 awesome. I like that stuff. That's uh, that's a bit of fun. Yeah. Um, but yes, uh, moving on to other positive news. Google Stadia. Now, you never thought I'd say that. <laughs> Google Stadia and Cyberpunk have been apparently a match made in heaven. Um, apparently, what's going on there is that there is amazing stability rates and pretty much PC-like gaming experiences on the Google Stadia at the moment. So if you're lucky or unfortunate enough to uh, to have a Google Stadia, uh, wow, there you go. <laughs> you finally have something to play. Exactly right. It's um I yeah, I'm just I'm shocked and amazed that they have found something that works 
on the Google Stadia and works so well, apparently. So, yeah, that's that's pretty cool news. That probably would have been like all of their development period was just being like, all right, cool. Everything on the Stadia sucks. We need to make sure that Cyberpunk fucking rocks when it comes out. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. I don't know how they've managed to do it, but it, it, it works. Apparently, though, it is because it is mostly the PC version. So, um, yeah, the fact that they haven't had to adjust it for consoles has made it pretty good. Yeah, because the Stadia is just uh, like a streamy fucking thing. Yeah, that's right. Um, so, yes, uh, you, if you have very, very good internet, um, <laughs> you'll be able to play it with zero stability issues. In Australia, though, it's pretty much the console version. Yeah. Um, let's move on to the bad stuff, though. And the first cab off the rank is the apology from CD Projekt Red, uh, who came out earlier this week and apologized for uh, the condition that uh, many console experiences have come out in. So anyone playing on the uh, PlayStation 4, the Xbox One, um, the Series not so much we'll talk about that a bit later about the ps5 especially um they're apologizing for bugs uh, and crashes the overall experience and basically have promised to put out two major patches in january and february uh which should correct some of the stuff uh, some of the issues facing the last gen consoles um yeah they basically also said uh that if you can't get a refund, or if you want a refund, you can't get it through your retailer, you can actually go back to them and request a refund through them, which is pretty amazing. I've, I've not seen that ever happen before. Yeah, they are covering um, all bases, and, and that's the oh yeah, that's the thing that I necessarily like. I, I, I love about CD Projekt Red is not only do they have a track record, a fantastic track record of taking care of their games after they release and providing extra content and all that sort of stuff, but they're doing yep. something that CD Projekt Red are a, a larger publisher uh, or a larger... Uh, uh, more popular company than the likes of Ubisoft. And they're turning around going, yeah, sorry, we fucked up. If you want a refund, we'll refund you. Yeah. Oh, look, I, I think it's the the only possible way that they could have approached this. Um, you know, they've had such a, a troubled launch that I think the best and easiest way to do it all was to do exactly what they've done. So that's a fantastic response, although we'll get into some of the details later on. I'd, you know, they shouldn't have been in this position in the first place. Uh, but yeah, so if, you, um, if you're having issues, I think yeah, they have a, an email address that you can get onto. Uh, you do need to do it pretty quick, though. I think it's up until the 21st of December. Um, so yes, get onto them straight away. Um, now, uh, just speaking on uh, the refunds, I know that there have been some issues with Sony and Microsoft denying refunds for copies purchased through their online stores, and they are advising people to go through to CD Project Red. They're basically saying, "Go fuck yourselves. We don't have to refund shit." I've heard Sony is- doing it. I haven't heard Microsoft doing it, but yeah, yeah, it's it's been both apparently. Um, so that's that's pretty bad, and especially a lot of retailers in America. Um, which don't have uh, very strong consumer uh, laws. So they basically, uh, all their retailers are saying, well, we're not going to refund you. Go to CD Projekt Red. So that's a bit shit. Uh, Whereas you look in Australia, and I know that the two major games retailers within Australia are definitely offering up refunds for it um, if you've purchased a console version. So uh, it's pretty good that within Australia that you have that protection. Um, Yeah, it sucks for everybody else that they have to go the, the long road down that refund. Mm, but yeah, I did see something like that on Twitter yesterday or today. I believe it was yep. you I saw engaging in the conversation, so that's where we got my news from. Um, but it <laughs> it it does kind of suck that you know even large companies like CD Projekt Red from their statement have come around and said you know yeah uh, you can contact Microsoft or you can contact your stores and uh, it all, you know a lot of the stores in the states are just turning around going no. 
Of course, Best Buy doesn't want to give money out. Yeah, no, none of those people do. It's like, well, it's not our problem. <laughs> but uh, within Australia, obviously, they have a consumer protection law around uh, final products getting delivered completely. And if they're not complete or they're not as advertised, then you can get refunds for them. So that's why uh, those retailers are doing that, which is pretty awesome. I, I don't but think I will just say... Yeah, sorry. No, no, go for it. Bud. I was going to say, I don't think it's as bad as... Um Remember the Alien Colonial Marines? They came out from Gearbox Software and they got sued for <laughs> false advertisement. It, I, I don't th- think anywhere is, is near as bad as that or anything like that. Um, no, no. I mean, I mean uh, I'd, I'd put it um, probably, and I'm I, at this stage I'm thinking about all these games that launch with big promises and, and failed to deliver at launch. Hmm. I would probably say it goes in the same sort of category as No Man's Sky... Oh, yeah. Uh, at, th- at this point, um, it's not quite, and I, I mean, I'm using this very reservedly here, it's not quite Anthem bad, um, and it's not quite Fallout 70, whatever Six. it was, bad. Yeah, 76 bad. Like, it's not quite that level of bad, but it is very borderline. It's in between No Man's Sky and those ones. Um, so, yeah, I just, I, I'm very cautious about how I uh, rate this at this stage, but we'll talk about that later. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, moving on, I do want to talk about some other retailers that are not doing so well in Australia. Um, some of them aren't taking the high road dirty. Uh, have you seen the stuff about cash converters? Oh, God, yes. Oh, man. So anyone who doesn't know who's not Australian or New Zealander or doesn't have cash converters, they're basically a, a massive pawn shop change, uh, chain. sorry, uh, And they basically were, are known for being the worst of the worst types of pawn shops. Um, they have started flogging off their Second-hand PS5s, inverted commas, the starting asking price for those is $1,500, uh, with some scum. of them going as high as $1,900, so nearly $2,000 Australian for a PS5. Go fuck yourselves. <laughs> it's just, it's it's completely <laughs> fucked. Um, yeah. And, like, there's, there's genuine people out there, like, you know, kids or fucking parents that, you know, wanted to get their themselves their kids whomever a console and bots and you know, dickwads and all that sort of shit like that are, are buying the consoles and then they're just flogging them off or take them into cash inverters it's just yep. it's insane yeah yes it is so it's uh, it's a bit sad it's um it's very much in that scalping kind of area oh yeah um so yes you can purchase these things but yeah they are they are bending you over a barrel for it so Fuck you, cash converters. That's awful. For those of you interested, the uh, Xbox Series X is major is back in stock in most stores in EBs and JBs. Um, both yeah, nice. Ian and Oz from Incognito Comics picked up their uh, their Xbox Series Xs last week. They just walked Very in and asked, cool. "Do you have it?" And they said, "Yeah, we got like six in the back." And there you go. <laughs> Always asked for everything. I actually walked in uh, the other day and got. Um, I was told that all of the accessories for PS5s were out, um, and out of stock. And I went in and just picked up a um, a charging station for my controllers, which I love, by the way. It's amazing. Um, so yeah, it's really bizarre. Some places I have have stuff and they're just not advertising it. Um, it might be sitting out back. So definitely ask. Yeah, it because, doesn't doesn't uh, hurt to ask. That's yeah. that's what my yeah. father's advice was. It never hurts to ask. 
It's free to ask the question, Danny. Um, so, yes, there we go. Um, moving on to some other uh, news about CD Projekt Red uh, and Cyberpunk. Apparently, the all of the issues caused um, at the launch of Cyberpunk and all the bad press mm. have cost uh, CD Projekt Red $1 billion in stock wealth. Um, so that is as of two days ago. So it may be even worse by now. I don't know. Um, but basically, their share price has gone down. Uh, and the founders are now one billion dollars out of pocket. It's a, um, it's a very. Yeah. I, I think we're going to get into more of it when we're, we're actually talking about the review of the the product itself. But yep, they had a hard fucking job, man, because they announced the game. They were going to do the game, show the game off, and then next gen consoles were announced. And it's like the game was going to release so close to next gen consoles. It's like, do we do it? Do we not do it? And yeah. I, I think it's like the worst case scenario of when to release a title. Um, mm. But yeah, we'll, we'll talk about that more later. Oh, absolutely. Look, I, I think there's uh, there's a lot of trouble with uh, with the timing of this release. Mm. But I'm just going to say, originally, this was planned to come out in May. So <laughs> can you imagine what it was like back then? Uh, it's 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 hard to say, man. What could have been and what should have been. <laughs> yes, very interesting. So yes, um, yeah, they've lost a billion dollars in wealth. So I think uh, originally they were at the start of last week around four billion dollars. Uh, it's now worth around three. So that's a lot of money that they are out of pocket. Um, yes, so there we go. So those are the big uh, pieces of news uh, for this week. Again, as I said, cyberpunk heavy because it's all that anyone's talking about because mm. it's pretty much the only game that's out at the moment um, that we need to uh, to discuss. Um, any other news from you this week, Duty? Um, I did, of course, get an email from uh, friends of ours uh, essentially telling us, uh, well, telling me, unfortunately, a bit too late, but uh, uh, for those of you who don't know and don't play the, the, the home game, I've bought myself two gaming chairs this year one of which was too small and pinched my bum and one of which is <laughs> one of which is a uh secret lab i very much enjoy my secret lab and uh one of our one of our media contacts contacted out and said hey there's this new company uh, not new company they exist in the states but they're now coming to australia and they're called ander seat and ander seat to do the upholstery and seats for uh bmw and mercedes and they are world renowned for their manufacturing race car seats uh, and they are doing mm. gaming chairs. So they sent me the link to take a look. Uh, and motherfuckers have Marvel seats. And not only do mm. they have a Captain America one and a Spider-Man one and an Iron Man one, they have a fucking Ant-Man one. Um, and oh, was, come on. Yeah, I just went, <laughs> fuck! <laughs> um, so, yeah, they're called Ander Seats. They are, com- they are, I think they've just hit Australia. Now they are on the on the pricey side. Um, I haven't sat in one, so I can't talk about that. But essentially, I think they'll be at probably the next year's packs. So I'm going to find myself a seat uh, to essentially go up to some random store going, hey, is that a secret lab? Can I borrow that for a second? Because I want to do an ass comparison and, um, yeah. and, and <laughs> see how it is. So, uh, yeah, that's, Get that that's- ass groove working. Yeah, man, like, look, going from my little Spider-Man fucking pinch-me-ass seat um, to my secret lab, it is just fantastic. And now it's like, hey, there is a competitor that has been in the States for ages and then rated number one in the States, and they're coming to Australia. I'm like, <laughs> Now, let's just be clear. The pinch-your-ass thing is not a function. It's just a, a, a fault with these. No, the, yeah, the story about that was is I was looking... It's not an optional extra. Yeah, no. I was looking at a secret lab, and I showed it to Mrs duty going hey what do you think and she goes 700 bucks for a chair is a lot of money um she's like just go on to like you know other stores and see if they do chairs so of course i went on to centercom uh and i typed in gaming chair and it said spider-man chair 250 bucks i was like that's all right it's a it's a a lot cheaper and then 
I sat in it and it was comfy. And then I realized, I think this is made for people a little bit shorter than me. Um, <laughs> Smaller Aztecs. Basically, yeah. And then when I punched in my sort of heightened dimensions and stuff like that into the Secret Lab website, it was like, yeah, we recommend you get the extra large seat. And I'm like, oh, well, that fucking makes sense. <laughs> this seat will suit your ass size. Yeah. I need two seats for coach. <laughs> okay. So, um, so where are we expecting to see this uh, stocked? Do we know? Uh, uh, I think it's just through their website at the moment, okay. which is Anderseats, uh, just Anderseat, A-N-D-A, you know, like mm-hmm. you generically spell seat. Um, and uh, there's, an, there's an Australian store and you, they have a massive fucking range. And I think like the Captain America chair or the Spider-Man chair is like 1200 bucks. Um, Ooh. Yeah, it, it, looks in, it looks pretty fucking cool though. I will say the Ant-Man one looks rad. Um, they do have a sort of a Facebook poll option as well of like what Marvel character should we do next. Uh, and from memory, Black Panther was on top, followed by Black Widow and then the Hulk. Uh, and then there's Thor. Mm. Some people have suggested Ghost Rider, so on and so forth. Excellent. Okay, mm. cool. There we go. So, uh, yeah, make sure you check them out. Andesites, uh, they sound fun. I mean, I I have a very amazing chair, which I'm super happy with. But, uh, yeah, if you're in the market for something, it sounds like they could be cool. And if they're coming to PAX and doing all that kind of stuff, I would love to definitely try them out. Yeah, it's like... You it, can it, always look to upgrade. <laughs> it used to be, you know, like, oh, you just used to go to Officeworks and just get a chair. And now it's like gaming chairs are like fucking car dealers. There's a Mazda, there's a Porsche, there's a this, there's a that. You just don't want to get mm. yourself like, I don't know, a Ford. <laughs> yeah, no, you definitely don't. Man, some of these things look like they've got some definite good ass support too, duty. You'd be pretty happy with those. Yeah. <laughs> no pinchy assies no, here. Just got to pinch my ass. <laughs> awesome. Thank you for that, man. Appreciate that. Um, no let's move on to the big one this week. Oh, actually, no, we've got to talk about a sponsor too. Um, Culture Shock Collectibles, the number one stop for all of your nerdy collectible needs. Duty, how much have you purchased in the last week that you shouldn't have? Well, of course, your Christmas presents have arrived, so I contacted Culture Shock, uh, the amazing team at Culture Shock, to organise a uh, some Christmas presents for you guys. Um, and they Lovely. actually put a online pack that was originally it was a, a thing of six, and I said I don't need six, I only need the five. Uh, and then he went, cool, all right, no worries, I'll organise a five pack for you. And uh, I can't say what it is, um, but uh, Ian has got his. By the time this episode drops, Ollie should potentially have his. Other, I'm going to ask the boys not to reveal what they have. Just to not spoil it. it for anyone. That's my um, idea. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, that was pretty cool. I also got uh, myself the new Darth Maul DX-18 Hot Toy. So, a DX is like Ooh. a highly, highly more detailed sort of limited run of the character or of a figure. Um, sure. And they're so detailed you can actually open up a panel in the back of their head and change the direction of where their eyes are looking. They're that detailed. That's creepy. Um, <laughs> so I got the I got the Darth Maul or the Maul figure from Solo. Um, I haven't unboxed it because I am moving house in about five weeks, so there's no point in unboxing it and then boxing it back up a week later. Um, sure. So I'm very looking forward to that. And uh, because Michael's a top bloke, he threw in a Funko Pop, which, of course, is the best man in Mortal Kombat Sub-Zero. Now, also... Also, there is the the, uh, the code, oh, not the code, the, the tagline, play with each other, play with yourself. Ellis Phil used that code when he bought his Bruce Lee statue, and Michael threw in a Batman Funko Pop, an armoured Batman Funko oh, Pop. That that's awesome. Pretty fucking cool. So, the uh, that that worked along, and um, yeah, they're also, uh, Culture Shock Collectibles have also provided a code for my Cyberpunk video, um, so if you're looking for some more discounts, wait for my Cyberpunk video review. 
Oh yeah, that's going to be dropping at some stage today. So after yes. this episode drops, it's already dropped. It's happening. Um, but yes, make sure you check them out. They've got a bunch of new cool toys up there. I did see um, there was a Gambit um, toy, which mm-hmm. looked pretty amazing. Gambit, a uh, one-six scale figure from Sideshow with two different head sculpts and about 15 different hands with light-up hands and card yeah. throwing and all that. And I know Gambit's your favorite. And the cool gloves and all the rest of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and they also had a Moff Gideon, which looked pretty cool from the new Mandalorian. And he has the dark set. So I mean, I, I like it. I don't think I'd get myself a moth because I, I, I collect Imperial characters. So I've got Thrawn, I've got Tarkin, all that. Uh, not Tarkin, I've got um, not Thrawn. I have Tarkin and I have Krennic. Um, so if they make a oh, Thrawn, yeah. I will get a Thrawn. But I don't think I'd get a moth Gideon. See, I, I, I mean, I, I want to get. I, I think something like that's pretty cool, but I don't know if he's done enough yet to be uh, like a complete badass. I think something will happen in season two that will see his story play out more, and I think people will be interested in it then. So, you know, you could get it early to avoid disappointment later on when this so- this toy sells the fuck out. Oh, all the Mandalorian <laughs> variants are sold out. The best car Mandalorian. Oh, yeah. Uh, the deluxe best car Mandalorian and the OG original Mandalorian all fucking sold out everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, look out. So uh so there you go. Um get on board cultureshockcollectibles.com for all of your nerdy collectible needs. Now let's talk about it, man. Let's talk about it. Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven. Um if we haven't been talking about it enough already, let's review it properly. We did a little bit of a, a brief uh first impressions last week. Yep. Um where we, we both said, you know, this is enjoyable and we were having fun with it. Mm-hmm. Um I I did mention a few little uh little bugs and issues that I was having um yeah i'm, I'm keen to hear because i know now you, you have played through the entire story so you've seen the main story quest mm-hmm. um so you've done all of that which is very interesting I'd, i'm keen to hear your thoughts uh and uh yeah just just delve into a bit more detail about what's been going on for you uh, of course, I'm not going to talk about the the endings or anything like that. Um, the campaign length itself, if you're just sort of tunneling the main story, uh, it is going to be about 20, maybe 25 to 30 hours around that margin. Um, sure. And if you are just Which is reasonable, yeah, it's, it's it's not too bad. It's it's in, that, in my in my opinion, it's it's better than the Assassin's Creed one, which is like 120 something fucking hours. Um, oh, good lord! I have pl- I have finished the main story by the way of Valhalla, so uh, and I'm now wandering around with both Excalibur and Molnir, so that's pretty fun. Jesus, I've got. But mind <laughs> you, you, you 100% every Assassin's Creed game. But anyways, um, yes. if you tunnel uh, for Cyberpunk and you just do the main storyline. Uh, you are going to rob yourself from some amazing opportunities and uh, experiences. Um, I uh, was doing the, the campaign and there's, you know, as with all RPGs, there's different routes and options to take uh, and dialogue options and stuff like that. Uh, the first one I took, uh, I was uh, in cahoots with uh, my man G-Man talking about it. And he's like, how the hell did you get that ending? Um, so, like, this game is one of those things where you can have a thousand and one different endings. But I had uh, sure. three separate endings for, for my game. So, I would just reload a save, change uh, change a different option, and then see what would play yeah. out in that, in that regards. I had an ending so good for my first character, I retired the character. I went, I'm done with him. He had the <laughs> the perfect you know credits role ending for for my character he's done yeah i i he he's had the perfect experience i'm done with him i'm making a new one i'm not touching him he is he's the benchmark of what this game can do so far now i want to go back and see what else can be done um sure so 
I've had yeah three separate endings. Um, I've had a bad ending. I've had a sad but good ending, and I've had a beautiful ending. And that's by me probably playing for about 30, 35 hours and only really focusing on one main side mission that I, as a, as a person, got attached to that particular character. Um, yeah, sure. So there's fuckloads to do here. And this is really one of those games, just like Skyrim, where uh, it can be played your way. So yes, you can do that with stuff like Fallout, but with Skyrim, you can choose to run around for Sword and Shield. You can be a magician. You can be a fucking archer. You can do all that sort of stuff. And that's the same here with the gameplay experiences I've had. Talking to to Ian and talking to other mates and all that sort of stuff like that. They're like, yeah, I unlocked the double jump. Uh, uh, the double jump. I unlocked the mantis blades. I unlocked the gorilla hands. I'm like... I didn't do, I didn't want any of those. I, I made my character like a Han Solo character. So I put all of my attention and skills into pistols and like being able to talk out of situations. And if I can't talk out of situations, the pistol I have will just fucking reap shit. Um, so it's it's a completely different experience game than essentially anything I've played before. And as soon as the credits rolled in that perfect ending for me, I immediately went back to the main menu and started making my next character and then picking different creation options for him rather than making him a nomad i made this guy a corporate just to see how the game starts mm. and the, the dialogue options and and the, the iconic vehicle and all that sort of stuff like that so it's i've really enjoyed my time with cyberpunk i have of course had yeah. some bugs um some of which uh i've had one where the games restarted uh i've had of course a lot with like the, the car sort of hovering off the ground for a bit um yeah. and i've had ones where a stripper pole has gone straight through a stripper's head and they're just standing there not moving uh, which i thought was quite funny um but um, look when it comes to games of this magnitude that you you're always going to expect at least for me these are the the bugs i had on my series x they were Skyrim level bugs. They weren't uh, Anthem bugs. They weren't uh, yeah, Fallout seventy six yeah. bugs. They were just you know give it a month, give it two months, whatever it might be, and wow. And I think as well, this is one of those games that whether you have it now, whether you have it, uh, whether you already have it, whether you're gonna get it, or whether you're getting it in three to six months time, it's just gonna keep growing and, and fixing and getting better. Um, having yeah. said that, though, I do have some design issues and. Uh, creative point issues that CD Projekt Red have made for this game that I just sure. don't agree with. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, fair enough. But what about you, Fuzzy? Oh, well, look, um, I'm just going to, to, to preface my, uh, my comments here with the fact that I know, like yourself, there have been a lot of people who have had very enjoyable experiences. Um, so a lot of the PC players have had a very good time of it, have, have, have been able to max out all the settings and have really good fun with it. Yeah. Um, PS, uh, I know that uh, PS4 players have also had some good experiences, as have the Xbox One and Series X players. They've all, all had those really good experiences with it. Uh, my experiences have been severely marred uh, by the fact that I've been playing it or trying to play it on PS5, um, and I have had fairly consistent game-breaking bugs uh, and system crashes throughout my playtime. So the longest stint that I've had with this game has been maybe 40 minutes. Really? Uh, before Fuck. It, uh, at best, like absolute best, 40 minutes before the game either crashes or something happens in the game where I have to reload uh, to a, a point previously where, you know, 
because something happened. Like the last bug that I had that mm. that I've been playing on this game that really just caused me to basically I've uninstalled it now. So it's um, wow, I'm, that's that's a call. Yeah. <laughs> so I've uninstalled it because I just can't. I just can't do it again. Um, the last one, that, the last series of bugs that I had was that every time I would go to, uh, like, basically, you'd go through a dialogue setting or whatever. Oh, this is the new mission that you're going into. Mm-hmm. And then you go, oh, right, I'll open my guns or, I, like, get my guns out. It basically wouldn't allow you to access any of your weapons because of graphical glitches, essentially. So... There was no way to do that, and I had to reload to about half an hour previous to a save point that you know had gone over multiple save points where this glitch had been in there, and I just hadn't used guns, um, and yeah, had to replay that full half hour. So uh, the amount of replays I've had to do on missions because the game wouldn't save correctly or saved with bugs uh, was astounding. Um, I just got to a point where I had multiple save files um, just because you know, there were different bugs on each of them that I couldn't get out of the game. So I have uninstalled it at this point because of frustrations. Um, yeah, so this for me, I, I feel fits it. You know, I talked about it earlier, fitting somewhere between No Man's Sky and Anthem. I, I feel I'm leaning toward, more towards Anthem because of the game-breakingness of what's happened within it. Um, whereas I know other people have had just glitches and bugs and all the rest of it that you can overlook. And some of those, yeah, they're a bit funny, you know, cars floating, doing whatever. That's the kind of level of, of shit that I would experience in a Assassin's Creed game. And I just go, you know what? That's fine. Yeah. You know, it's, it's like when the witches came out and it's like, you know, there's roach standing on the roof. You know, it's, those are stupid little glitches that I can deal with. But when your game completely crashes and you have to reload previous saves, it's it's not good. It's it's a very not good experience for uh, for me. So I have uh, decided to put it on hold. I will be waiting for the patches to be rolled out. Um, so probably February March before I actually give this game a go again. Gee, yeah, that's and, and yeah. that's a that's an interesting thing as well because I haven't really had any of those bugs. The only thing I've had yeah. is, you know, the screen's gone black and then it's just gone back to the, the Xbox dashboard. Then I've just loaded, loaded back into the game and it's just like left, put me exactly oh. where it was. Um, no, I'm getting the, the constant, I'm getting the constant crash reports. Uh, this game has crashed, you know, yeah, what do you, you know, accept and report this kind of stuff. And it's just all the time. That's That's been my, my one standout experience from the game mm. has been crash. So it'll it'll basically let me play through one mission, um, so one area, and that'll be fine. And as soon as I try and get access to the next one, it'll crash or something will happen and it'll break. It's it, it, in its current state is unplayable on PS5 from my experience. So yeah, that's uh, that's not good. But yeah, look, the parts that I have played and the stuff mm. that I have played in here. I'm loving. I'm really enjoying. There's some really cool weaponry. There's some. Uh, there's great Easter eggs within the game. I think there's an amazing world to explore. Um, I, I've tried. I was playing a lot of side missions as well. So I, you know, I could see oh, that I was progressing. Are fantastic in the game. Yeah, and there's so many of them to do. Like I've been playing through a lot of the story missions. I was realizing, oh shit, I'm actually getting. I could feel that I was getting quite a long way through the story. Um, so I wanted to enjoy the world, get uh, upgrade all my gear, all the rest of it. I just, you know, um, started getting into like the Mantis arms as well, which were amazing um, to play with. So there's some really cool things within this game that I really enjoy. I think they've got a really good. 
the game has got some good bones to it. Like, I think there's some really awesome experiences to be had within it. Um, it's just a shame that I have not been able to access them or enjoy them in their entirety. Well, I, I sort of want to ask how far you got in the campaign, but that's also like a... Yeah. It, it could gauge <laughs> a bit how far the campaign... Yeah. Um, but did you at least get to... Johnny Silverhands. Did you get to meet Johnny Silverhands? Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, I've, I've been through a few missions with him and, and all the rest of it. So there was a lot of that main storyline that I'd gone through. I was deliberately pushing that at the start. Mm-hmm. Want to get to Silverhands and you know, get th- get through that story, which was which is great. So it was nice to get into that lore and understand what was going on. Did a few missions with him and Corpos and all the rest of it. It's been really, uh, like, fun to get into that part. Mm-hmm. It's just, yeah, everything else is just... <laughs> I, I think, look, I had a really good time with this game um, for the first eight or nine hours. There were a couple of crashes, not too many. Um, and then when that 1.04 patch came out that was like, hey, we're fixing all the stability issues, it actually made things worse. Um, so, yeah, that was that was a, a big shit for me. Um, yeah, which is, which is the shame. That's the shame of it is that they tried to fix it up and they've made it worse and I, ca- I just can't play it anymore. Well, but besides the personal experiences we've had playing on two separate mm. consoles, uh, we should probably talk about the gunplay, the customization, oh. any issues and bugs and stuff like that. No, well, not issues and bugs, but any personal decisions that CD Projekt Red may have made that you're not a fan of or anything you're not a fan of in regards <laughs> to its gameplay. Um, yeah. What do you think of the combat? I enjoy it. I mean, there's some really confusing stuff to it. I know that in uh, post in our chat earlier um, this week about uh, being confused about how to spot hackers and they oh, put yep. up a bunch of guides around that. Yeah, you know, it took a bit of. I, I think there was a lot of, uh, as with anything, there's a lot of games that you can either go into not knowing anything about and do a, like a trial and error approach. And I think this really, it, it's a game that allows you to do that. the The mission areas are quite open. Um, so it's like a go to this area, kill all these dudes, or you know, rescue this thing, or plant this bug somewhere. Mm. And it's you, you've got any option. You can go in guns blazing. You can snipe people from a distance. Um, you can go in stealth like and like snap people's necks, or you can you know just not kill anybody. And each yeah. of the the options you have have a million different ways you could try it out. And it's very much a. It allows you to go, okay, I'll try it this way. Oh, shit, that didn't work. I got spotted by this camera or, you know, I found out, you know, there was this guy over here doing this thing. And, yeah, I think it was really, like, it really encourages you to try different things in many, many different ways to find a a style that works for you. Um, so I've, I've very much enjoyed that, that approach and I've tried, you know, different techniques to do things, um, sneaking around, doing all that kind of stuff is really fun, but also, you know, getting a silenced sniper rifle and pinging people from like, you know, 200 meters away. So their mates are going, what the fuck's going on? Um, is also very fun. (laughs) Yeah. There are some, there are some cool abilities and stuff like that you can do because it, it sort of merges, you know, a bit of the, it's, 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 it's basically like the fallout gunplay. It's. It's not as polished or hectic or, or smooth as something like, say, Doom, um, because no, that, no, that no, game no. is fucking fantastic. But um, it is, it's still solid and it's still entertaining. Um, but yeah, it's, absolutely. It's, it's, it's nothing new. They don't make anything new, but they just make it solid. Um, absolutely. And, and like, we talked about it a little bit last time, like the, the Borderlands style of, 
guns that are available and all the different buffs and debuffs and all the rest of it that you know come with those weapons like there's just some amazing like combinations that you can have and you end up finding guns that just work for you exactly um, yeah so i remember watching i was watching g-man lives uh um, youtube review uh, video of this the other day and um, i noticed that he had a same like co- he was using the same collection of weapons that i'm using as well mm. they just seem to work there's one called the Widowmaker, which is this sort of uh this this half sniper rifle half regular rifle that does amazing sort of burst damage when you're not zooming down the lens but then also gives you a good aim uh like distance shot so like there's some really good combinations that you can have of weapons you can upgrade them you can craft new stuff you can add different mods to them like the i think there's a real yeah people have given it shit they're like oh it's rpg light i actually think there's this is a really detailed rpg um yes it doesn't do a lot of stuff because it's trying to make it accessible yeah um and i I think that the level of detail they go into the buffs that you can give yourself and where you assign your abilities and points depends on your personal experience and how you want to play and i think that's you know giving you that level of customization that freedom to do these things i think is one of the biggest strengths of of cyberpunk yeah, yeah. I, I, the it's it's easy enough to pick up and play if you're if you're not a fan of sort of tackling missions in any direction that you like. You, you know, like you said, you can attack, you can go quiet, you can go loud, you can you know go from long distance, whatever it is. If you're not used to that gameplay, it might take you a little while to get sort of accustomed to it. Because you know, I know Ian isn't a massive Skyrim fan or something like that. He just prefers that Doom approach of just walking and fucking everything up and keep moving. Um, <laughs> yeah. And, and you can do that, but it also takes you a little bit of time to sort of understand that, yes, you can do that. You don't have to go quiet, even though, you know, Johnny Silverhand or someone is fucking going, go quiet. You can go, nah, fuck that and go loud. Yeah. And look, I, I, I think that's uh, it's such a good experience. Like, that's one of the strengths of RPGs is that you can customize your character to be whatever it is that you want. And mm. you do have that option. Like, you know, I, I think as, as well, like, you know, having played through that first time, there was so many options thrown at me early on about, oh, you know, do this, do that. And it's like, you don't really understand the gravity of those decisions until you're three quarters of the way through the game. So I think when eventually I come around to playing this once all the shit's fixed, um, I, I think it's going to be really fun because I'm actually going to have a, a more... Uh, I'm going to come at these decisions with a lot more uh, knowledge about where they lead to, and I think that's that's going to make for a more enjoyable experience early on. Yeah, um, I, I will say, like, if you, if you want a... Multiple different options for you for your endings. Like, guys, you you got to do some side missions because I did yeah. <laughs> one full side mission like completely to the point where I was like, yep, you know that chain of missions for these characters or whatever it is is done. And then when it came to the end of the game, it's like, well, look, I have you know multiple options to choose from because I've done a side mission. Um, yeah. and it just it it just changes everything, man. Yeah, absolutely. Look, I, I think there's there's so many cool options. Like, I I really enjoyed playing a lot of the side missions. Like, like I said, I'd, I'd stuck mostly down the main storyline to get to a certain point, and then I've decided, well, look, you know, there's so much else out there to see and do, and there is so much to do. There's you know, cars you can find for free. I found a bunch of really awesome cars for free, which were amazing. Um, yeah, just there's there's yeah, you can go shoot dudes, or you can you know, steal information, or mm-hmm. uh, it's just such a, a really cool open world to explore um and while you know they can get a little bit repetitive i think in some of the styles of uh, of areas that you go to i think there's still an amazing experience to to be had within that world 
Yeah, CD Projekt Red have made a, a fantastic world. They've merged heaps of different pop culture genres and, and you know, worlds from other from other medias together to make their own separate universe that feels like it's, it's you know, it's original idea, but you can see its inspiration pulled from other properties. Um, mm. We talked last week that, you know, we weren't, oh, I wasn't a fan of the driving controls. They felt very fucking loose. Um, yeah. But there's no flying cars in this game. Everything is done on the ground. Yeah. Which I, I was like, what? Like, that's think- a bit disappointing. They could have yeah. had at least one, like, you know, DeLorean floating car kind of thing. Like, yeah. surely, surely there's something there. <laughs> I, I'm, you know, never, you never know in you know, five, ten years' time, whatever it fucking might be, they might do, you know, Cyberpunk 2177 or some fucking thing like that. Um, and it would be great to have flying cars and just to have that sort of Coruscant fifth element, more Blade Runner feel to it where you can just, you know, Go fuck that! Just get out of traffic, um, because yeah. there's such height and scale in Night City, and you don't really see it unless you get in an elevator and you know you're walking around you know, like rooftop markets and stuff like that. Yeah, no, look, and some of those like the scaling and the leveling within the city itself, like how it goes vertically as well, like mm. it's just it's really cool, and you don't. The, the first time that you realize that that's a possibility, like, because you don't look up in most games, right? No. <laughs> it's kind of yeah. like you're walking around like a video game dog. They, they just don't look up. Uh, but in, <laughs> in this game, you should and you can because it is layered in that, that way. And there is, there's also stuff underneath the city as well. Like, so, like there's like sewer tunnels and stuff. So it, it's just, uh, I, I think the, the depth of, um, uh, of, opportunity within this game is really great yeah and you can you can you can as well go outside of night city into like barren wastelands and it goes very much from you know it's a it's a bit like you know judge dread mega city one then as soon as you leave the city (laughs) limits it's fucking desert and death and it's it's this really cool sort of world they've made um, Absolutely, I'm, yeah. I'm I'm really enjoying it. I'm I'm I would be on my second character, but this fucking video is taking me forever to do. Um, <laughs> but uh, playing playing as Johnny Silverhands as well, you get to use his iconic gun, and that's where the game goes from RPG and has a bit more of that Doom vibe, where you just fucking kick shit. Uh, like you know, you're shooting people in the head. Their heads are just fucking exploding. They're just this big sploosh, and they're falling over to the ground and stuff. Where yeah. when you're doing it, and you, as your character, you get the traditional RPG like hit markers coming up, and it tells you, you know, how much damage you're doing and all that sort of stuff like that. Yeah, no, that's yeah, that's cool. I, I, <laughs> I'm. I'm still having fun exploring. Well, I still had fun exploring uh, a lot of the different areas, and I'd just gone out and done a bunch of stuff in the wastelands when mm-hmm. I started hitting all of my major issues. But yeah, just the the contrast between yeah the bright lights of you know of, of Night City, and you go out and you see the advertising that goes up into the sky for some reason. It just you know, oh, disappears yeah, so all the it just yeah, I just thought it was a skyscraper, and then you get out and you see it from a distance, and you realise what's going on. It's it's cool. It, it's very very cool. So how they've managed to put that together, like you know, in in the time frame that they have, and and produce at least something is is phenomenal. It's understandable that there are so many issues because there is so so much going on within the game mm. um, that yeah things have to start breaking at some point and uh, I think they sort of reached that critical mass. <laughs> so yeah, that's that's probably why we're experiencing the issues that we are across all platforms. I think you know everyone agrees that there's bugs everywhere. Um, it's just whether or not they break the game or not. Yeah, it's there are there are bugs here and there. Like you know I've. I've <laughs> I've seen some funny ones. I've seen some ones that have just ruined my immersion. Um, yeah. But 
Look, I, I'm, I'm, I'm still quite enjoying it. I'm having fun with it. Um, <laughs> well, that's the main thing, right? Like, I know there's a lot of people, like, I, and I, as I said with my, my commentary, like, I preface it knowing that I'm playing it on a very, you know, unique console. There's not a lot of people playing PS5 at the moment. Yeah. Um, or this game on PS5. A lot of them are still on the, the, the last gen or PC who are enjoying it. I think the split ended up being, like, it was 59% of people who purchased it purchased the game on PC. Um, so 41% on consoles, there'd be a small, maybe 10% to 15% are purchasing that on PS5. So yeah, we're, we're a very small number and a larger group of people that have purchased it across uh, consoles and, and platforms. It's an interesting thing to note as well, like this is probably one of the main games you can probably think of where the PC port has been better than the uh, console port. Where you look at it vice versa, and it's like Batman Arkham Knight was fucking awful on PC until it got patched. Red Dead Redemption, awful when it was on PC until it got patched. Like we've had a good run of it on consoles. Yeah, we've had we've had a fantastic run of it on consoles. It's it's time for us to take one fucking game on the chin and just wait. (laughs) You know, if if you are having issues, just wait it out. But that's the thing, though. Like that's the reason that I I, I like console games. I, I I play PC games as well, uh, mainly strategy ones, things with a lot of fidgety bits, so that it, it helps to have a mouse instead of a controller. Oh yeah. But I I think there's. It, there's something about buying a console. It's very much, I like buying a console game because I know that I can put the disc in or download the content and it plays. Like there are no problems. I don't have to worry about graphic settings or, you know, is my gear going to be enough? Because it is because they know it is because they built it specifically for these devices. Mm. And, you know, having the latest generation of technology at, at, at my disposal, I would expect at least to have a stable performing version um, on that platform, and it's it's not. So, yeah, I, I, I want consistency. I want a game that I can plug and play. That's console play for you. If you want the best graphics and all the rest of it, PC's where you go. But, you know, expectation is if I buy a, you know, a game for 70 or now that I think they're selling it now for $90 in Australia, $89 at, uh, at your local retailer. Um, yeah, it's yeah, a lot of money for a game that's broken. <laughs> yeah, and I've seen, of course, you know, some of the other stores that I don't like to talk about sell it for like 110, 120 bucks. It's like, dude, no, that's like, no, no, especially knowing that they're giving refunds for it. Like that's a little bit fucking cheeky to uh, to charge that kind of price. Yeah, it's just. I don't. I, don't <laughs> I will well, say this, and 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 this is a, a a note to anyone who has little kids or has children. Oh, do yeah. not let your kid see this game. No, this is, don't even let them. Don't even like they can't even walk through the living room or come into Mm-mm. your nerd room or whatever while you're playing this game. There are tits. Uh-uh. There are sexual references. There are giant dildos, giant fists. There's fucking. There are it, so many dildos just everywhere. Let's go. There's a line around on the street. <laughs> One of the melee weapons you can pick up and use is a giant dildo. Like it's yeah. it's but like this game is so mature. Yeah. Like your oh, my kid plays Call of Duty. Well, look, if your kid plays no. Cyberpunk, you're a bad parent. You know what I mean? Like this game is 100%. That, that fucked. It's it yeah. there's a reason it's R. And if if fucking parents buy this for their kids because oh he plays Grand Theft Auto, fuck fuck man. Like that, that that shit gets me angry because then you get you know parents turning around you know going oh uh, kids are violent can video games I'm like don't buy them cyberpunk 
Yeah, no, the, you, you're stupid if you're buying this for kids or letting kids do it. I think there's just there's something about this game that like every second mission is in a you know a, a brothel or you know there's sex oh, yeah. workers involved or something's going on that that involves sex or the advertising in the background is all sex. It's like there is a, it's a very it's a very horny game. I'm just going to put it that way. Uh, there's a there's a lot of it in this world, and then. Then all of a sudden you're just. Ac- I remember one stage. I thought I was going to a location to meet somebody to talk, like to talk about a mission, and then like ten seconds later, I was having sex with that person. It's bizarrely fast mm-hmm. how it happens. <laughs> it's the max power sex, like fast and hard, like it just happens. Strap yourself in and fill the G's. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's so. It's so confronting because it's it's there all the time, and it, it just it. It almost uh, becomes something that you, you you tune out a little bit after a while, but it's it's really hard to get past if you are coming at it for the first time. So, yeah, you, you should know by the first within the first five minutes you're you're choosing your genitalia. So the <laughs> the rest of it is just downhill from there as as far as sex is concerned. So yes, do not let your kids play at all, please, please. <laughs> yeah, please don't. I, I no. will get I will get verbally angry with you. It's yeah. It's, it, other than that, though, if you if you are above the age of eighteen, I highly recommend picking up this game. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty amazing. Yeah, look, I, I'm. It's I've had a lot of fun with. It. Let's get to the review scores, though, mate. Let's get to our final reviews and uh, and talk that out because I, I I feel like we're going to be. I, I think we're actually going to get pretty close on our scores, despite I'm, our varying experiences. Yeah, I, I'm I'm interested in regards to your score because uh, you know, as you've already alluded to, you've you've uninstalled it, so. Are you going to reassess your score once February, March comes along? You know what's what's the, uh, what's the deal going to be? Uh, that's that's what I'm, I'm going to have to. I'm going to really have to replay this game. I don't know mm. if my score will change um, because it's kind of like that first impression, right? You, you only get the one chance to make a first impression. Mm. Like they've made an impression on me, and it's it's uh, it's probably not one that's going to ever go away i'm always going to be scarred by the fact that the expectation was high um the promise the most hyped game of all fucking time you know but look and and a lot of people like oh you know they're never going to live up to the expectations but no cd project red have had a good track record they were a they were trusted um they had delivered good quality games in the past um yes some of them have been delivered with minor bugs but nothing to the level of the fuckery that's going on in this game right now like they have burnt all of the goodwill we've talked about this uh, several times about you know how all, they've had a lot of goodwill and we trust them to deliver a quality game and mm. now they've they, they've completely burnt that trust so they now na- they're now back in the pack with everybody else that's delivered a shitty game and Which all they three had to didn't do- launch perfectly though no, but Witcher Three didn't have game-breaking bugs that caused the thing to crash on a re- on all platforms. It's we've had talks of crashes, we've had you know bugs that just uh, are silly, which is fine. Silly bugs, yeah, have a bit of a laugh. That's fine. But there are game-breaking bugs and game and things that destroy the immersion of the game that mm. were not available. That, that were not there in The Witcher Three. The Witcher Three was a solid game that moved and played well, despite the fact that it had some minor, you know, hitches, Roach doing weird things, all the rest of it. Like none of that stuff is uh, like I, I think the comparisons probably it's an easy one to make, but I think if you look at it from more than just the surface level, they are two very very different quality products that uh, that they've they've delivered here. So yeah, CD Projekt Red no longer has the goodwill they used to. They're they're back with the rock stars now. 
back with the rock stars. Oof, I mean, yeah. I think they're better than Rockstar, but that's me. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, duty. Uh, but yes, let, let, let's do the reviews, man. Let's talk it. Let's. What, what's your uh, your final review on this one? Uh, I'm giving it a four out of five, so that's an eight out of ten. Um, sure. I've I, yeah, had, I've had some issues with it. I think this game is going to get better and better with time. Um, just like No Man's Sky, like No Man's Sky launched. Some people really loved and stuck with No Man's Sky. Some people didn't. Um, but. I think it's I think it's a pretty fucking solid game. Um, I'm not going to include it this year for our game of the year episode, um, just because it's released that late. It's quite fresh in my mind, um, but it is a pretty fucking good game to, to wrap up the shit year that has been 2020. Um, my personal experiences with it on the Xbox Series X, I haven't had the the same issues and bugs that you've had, Dan. But it's I, I can't stop playing it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, uh, of course, we, we we all sit on the edge of our seats. <laughs> yeah, look, okay, so uh, despite all of my problems, like when I've had to, when I've got to play this game and when it's been working for me, I've really, really enjoyed it. I think it's a very, very good game. I don't think, like, I'm looking at this game now and those early reviews that came out in the first day, you know, before it came, mm. and they're, they're all like, oh, this is 10 out of 10, game of the year. It's got oh, some don't bugs. get me started on those. It's like, oh, those there's so guys, many bugs and it's an issue and it's a 10 out of 10. I'm like, do you know yeah. how to actually talk about video games? No, and and they don't, and that's and I have massive issues with anyone who said uh, that this is a ten out of ten, even a nine out of ten, like kind of kind of level. Like any of those people have either really not played the game properly, um, or have uh, been paid to give this a good score. Um, I remember like you know, all those initial reviews in the Gamespot review. Um, I think they gave it a seven, and everyone get you know shat on that that person like, oh, she doesn't know what she's talking about, and oh, you know they they haven't played the game if they're giving it a seven and you know what you know what i think they played it better than anybody else because that's exactly the score i'm giving this i'm giving this a 3.5 it's it is a it it is a game (sighs) look it's a game with a lot of troubles but when like and if they can deal with this at a later stage absolutely i think this will be a much better game to play Uh, it needs like the stability for me is just the hugest issue i I, as i said i've had to uninstall it because every time i'm like yeah i'll give it a couple of days and i'll try it again and and try to like wash that taste out of my my brain i can't like because it goes throws me back into that bad experience again so yeah uninstalling it is my way of saying no i need a clean break until you're ready to to come back with something proper um so yeah, until that time, like you know, game breaking bugs aside, I think there are the good elements. And if you're not playing it on my platform, and you're playing it on a PC or an Xbox One or an Xbox Series X, I think you're going to have a good time with this game. So uh, enjoy it, have fun with it. Um, if you're on PlayStation Four, yeah, you'll probably be okay. But PS Five, definitely just uninstall and wait. Um, yeah, that's it's such a such a shame. I rarely uninstall games this quickly, um, but I'm so burnt on this one now that I, I need to wait for the fixes. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm curious to see when because the, they are going to do a next gen patch as well to sort of up the visuals because the visuals well, are yeah that that <laughs> you know they're, they're not as shiny as PC like it's you know that's that's always the case but it is slightly shinier than an Xbox Series X or PlayStation 4 Pro. Um, so they said they're going to do a next gen patch. I'm curious to see when the next gen patch comes out and the issues are resolved on your end, your experience with it then because yeah. No Man's Sky I think is the same sort of thing. It released like dog shit and now people fucking love the thing. 
Well, look, I, so so this is the thing with, with uh, No Man's Sky, right? No Man's Sky released and it worked. The problem was that it didn't have all of the features there that it would promise to, you know, in, in launch. So that, I think, is the biggest thing with No Man's Sky is that it was... Uh, yeah, it launched as a working game, but they just didn't have the full features that they bragged about. And I think there's a little bit of that here. Like they bragged about all of these things, and they're like, "Oh no, uh, enemies won't be bullet sponges and all the rest of it." Like you know, they released this game selling it on all these great properties, and I don't think they necessarily got that full thing. Whereas you look at you know Fallout seventy six and Anthem, they promised the world didn't have those features and also released a broken game. So I see, I see, you know, that's why I'm saying that the, that the experience for me is somewhere in between those two things, because mm. I don't think there's no man's sky wasn't broken as such. It just didn't have all of the functions in there that they said they would. So I mean, it had none of the functions. <laughs> well, look, I mean, there was still a game there, but it was very bare bones. So the game they, they finally released when they released the 2.0 version, like yep. you know, three years later was the, the game they should have launched with and that you know finally we had the game that they promised all along and it was gr- it was glorious so you know they did do those fixes over but it took them you know two years three years of hard work to you know and progressive updates to get that to that that point i don't know how that's going to go with cyberpunk i know they promised a january and february patch mm-hmm. for and that's for the last gen versions so they still haven't talked about you know when the next gen version will come and if it will come at this stage, because you know, at this point they, they're worried about fixing what they've currently got. I don't know how much effort they're going to be putting into that next gen experience if they can't get the old one to work. So it'll be very, very interesting to see the the next steps that they take. Um, but I'll, I'll get back on after the the next next patch in January. I'll give it a try. Um, if it's still not stable, I'll I'll just uninstall and wait till Feb. <laughs> <laughs> and just hope, duty. Cross my fingers, hoping that it will work. Because I really want to play it. I really do, from the bottom of my heart. Really want to play this game, which is why I gave it a three point five. Can't score it any lower, but I really can't give it more than that. Yeah, that. Yeah, that 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 makes sense at least. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and I'm not trying to be harsh on this. Like, uh, I, I know that there are people who are enjoying it. And so I don't want to be this complete rip on it. It's all shit. Because it's not. It's really, I think there's a really good core to it. It's just, I can't play it with that experience. I just can't. <laughs> can't do that to myself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A little bit of the envious of people having a great experience and yours just won't even boot up on a brand new next gen console. Yeah, and then, and you know, I I for for two seconds, for two fucking seconds, I thought about buying a PC version as well. I was like, no, they don't deserve any more fucking money. Um, <laughs> I mean, I th- totally. Yeah, I don't know if your graphics card will run it though. Oh, my mine's fine. Yeah, my graphics card absolutely will run. It. I've done all the hardware. You know, can I run it and stuff? So it's totally fine. Uh, but it's yeah, I, I just I just can't give them more cash. Is you know what I mean? Like I don't want to to. Uh, yeah, financially make them benefit from the fact that I can't play this fucking game on my console. <laughs> yeah, fair enough then. Yeah, so yes, look, uh, that's where we're at at this stage. I think it's. Um, I'm hoping that everybody's having a good experience with it. I, I did say buy it last week, and I still mean buy it. If you've got the right stuff, uh, right gear for it, buy it on PC. I think is the is the safest place to get it at this stage. Um, or on Series X, it sounds like it's working fine there. So. Um, yes, good luck to everybody who's purchased or is thinking of purchasing this game. <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm having a ball. I'm probably <laughs> going to do a couple of videos on it because there's just so much. 
I uh, want to talk about my ending with someone, and I've only spoken about it with G-Man, and it's just, it was this beautiful ending for my character, and there's like a thousand one different fucking endings. You bastard. You bastard. Uh, <laughs> no, look, as I said, I'm very happy that some people are enjoying this. It's pretty cool. Yeah. There we go. Well, look, that's uh, that's it for Cyberpunk. Wow, what a I'm 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 all yeah. I got emotions. Um, so I'm going to go have a lie down and uh, breathe deeply, and <laughs> we'll be back next week to talk about uh, game of the year. Um, mm. Yes, it's going to be very interesting, Mister Duty. It'll be a Christmas special. It'll be released just before Christmas. Um, so yes, I'm looking forward to talking about game of the year with you and uh, how that's all going to go. Yeah, uh, I think we had like five or six categories from last time, but uh, we'll figure it out. <laughs> we'll figure it out sometime. I mean, remember, as I said, all of the things happen on air, so this is our planning session, people. We'll uh, we'll talk about it later. Uh, <laughs> all right, until next time, this is Fuzzy Dan reminding you that uh, if you are playing Cyberpunk on a broken console, then, you know, get another console. Or just yep, spend more money a, on a PC. Get, get the Xbox Series X, because it runs Cyberpunk <laughs> fine. <laughs> Fine. It's stock it's at your local. <laughs> and this is duty reminding you to wake up, samurai. We got work to do, <laughs> bitch. <laughs>